You are listening to Innovators Can Laugh with Eric Melcher, where I dive into the interesting and fascinating stories of innovators and startup founders from Europe. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Today, I am here with Lucas Luco, founder of Table Air, which is a smart workspace system for hybrid workspaces. Think real-time monitoring of the office space availability. Lucas, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's nice to be here, Eric, and thanks for inviting me to talk about Tableware a little bit. Absolutely. Before we get into Tableware, I'd like to, for the audience to get to know you a little bit better. So I've got a few questions for you. First one is, what is a show or movie that you can watch again and again? That's the easy one. A big Lebowski is something I really enjoyed, and I watched it probably like 10 times already. And whenever you know you, it's a nice, 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 nice entertaining movie. Yeah, yeah. Can you give like a, an impression of God, what was the main the main actor? Was it Lebowski? Oh, the the the, the name of yeah. actor. Yeah. Oh, he he was actually also one of the main guys at Tron as well, right? So it was such a two big different roles. One is you know you're you're acting as a hip uh, old guy who just smokes weed all day. And on the other, he was just like master of Tron or something like that. So it's a, it's a pretty good actor. However, I'm not so good with names. So yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but what is the saying that he said all the time in the movie? I know you know it. Dude, like, uh, if you know it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. This, 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 <laughs> this will stand, this aggression will not stand or something like that. It's like, like full of, full of memorable sound bites. Yeah, yeah. Dude, man, the way you said dude, I mean, that was so classic. Okay, another question for you. What is a nutty or crazy thing that you have done to either earn money or save money? All right. So back in my teenage years, I would get some money from my parents to go to our capital. So I'm from Lithuania. I was living in this northern town of Benavigius. And there would be like a punk concert or something like that in the capital. And my parents would give me some cash for the bus fare and so on. And I would just take the money, hitchhike cart to the city and spend all the money and, you know, some beverages. So, so instead of using the money they gave you for the bus fare, you would hitchhike. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I mean, is that a common thing? Sorry, is that a common thing over there in uh, Lithuania? Hitchhiking? Yeah, well, it used to be. I mean, now nowadays, I guess nobody does it anymore. Especially, I'm of course, so, uh, because of COVID. But uh, back in my <laughs> teenage years, it was a pretty common thing, especially between my a group of friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen something about Mary or maybe I've got the title wrong with Cameron Diaz, I think. And the guy, you know, Ben Stiller, he gets in the car, the hitchhiker, but the hitchhiker, the guy driving the car that picked him up, has got like a dead body in the trunk. Anyway, it's just, it's so memorable. <laughs> I'm sure that probably never happened to you, right? No, fortunately <laughs> enough. Okay. Okay. And that last quirky question here, what is a pastime or hobby that a jerk may tease you about. So let me just repeat if I understand the question correctly. So what is the best time that... Or a hobby, just like a hobby that, that you do and somebody may, you know, some asshole may say, they make fun of you for, for, for that hobby. Ah, okay. They may think it's a little strange. You know? Well, I used to grow insect sticks. So my like a bit was insects for some time. It's like basically this insect stick that 
basically a, a insect, a bug that looks like a stick. So I was growing it for, I know, four years. So, and it was sort of a, oh, wow. That's a that's a pretty lengthy lifespan for a bug, right? Four years. Well, they like uh, we. I had a couple of generations. They they how are they called? Hermaphrodites, where you know they don't need male and female. Like nine nine percent or like this big number is just females that reproduce themselves. So at certain point, they just laid eggs, and then the new batch hatches basically, and then they were growing. And one year, they just escaped the insectarium. And yeah, went, went to live on their own. Yeah. My, my son is so into insects. We've been watching insects videos on YouTube like every day for the past few. And so I'm actually encouraged that you, an entrepreneur, somebody is as you know, ambitious with this design and creative background, first started off with uh, you know, a hobby for, for collecting and raising insects. Now I'm not so worried about my kid. (laughs) It it is actually, you know, I was thinking it's a a very convenient pet, especially on this day and age when you have like all the millennials, right? Traveling all around, you know, for example, dog or cat requires a lot of attention. You need to give food them each day. You cannot just leave for a week, for example. And with insects, you know, you you leave some leaves for them to, to, to chew on some water and when you come back home, you still have something alive at home. So it gives you that warm feeling, but that's, it requires much less uh, maintenance. I completely agree with you. I, I think he, he hasn't asked for a dog yet, but when he does, I'm going to counter with, what about an insect? What about an insect farm, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take us to your, your educational background. I know you got a design background. Did you know that you were going to go into, what kind of studies did you you know, foresee yourself when you were very young, did you know at an early age you were going to go into design? Yeah. So I grew up in a very artistic family. So my mother was into fashion design and my father is an architect. So, you know, we were all growing up, we would go to galleries and stuff like that. And I really felt a big fascination with the visual aesthetics, visual design. And it was on the natural in my teenage year, years to join the art school. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of everything connected. Uh, my uh, good friend from good, good neighbor friend was actually, in, his father was in the computers. So he built uh, his own Sinclair computer and we started programming. So I was always responsible a little bit more on the uh, digital stuff and on the management. It's it sort of evolved naturally that after my art school, I've joined interactive design and Bimos, I, I mean, the, the history is a little bit longer, but you know, well, I basically graduated as bachelor uh, with bachelor degree at interactive design and the uh, visuals and, and, and design was always something I was passionate passionate about and uh, till, till this day, you know, even though we're focusing more on technology, but visual aspect is really very, very important uh, to me and for the products that we're creating. Awesome. And what was the biggest, uh, I guess you would say, life-changing decision that you made after your studies or even during your studies when you were close to graduation? Okay, that's a tough one. You know, honestly, I think rather than, and I know it's not a good, like, uh, for content, right? Because there was no one big uh, thing that changed. 
it was like all these small decisions that you made that accumulated and brought me to where I am right now. Decisions, like a couple of examples? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So instead of, you know, starting my job career with a proper company, agency, uh, even when I was still studying, I started looking for freelance jobs. So just I could, you know, get some additional cash. And uh, one of the first uh, projects I did was, uh, you know, back when the CDs were the only way how you could install computer games. So together with my friend, we built a arcade, 3D arcade game, and we signed a contract with a distribution company that actually uh, produced, I think over, it was maybe 2000 uh, units, 2000 pieces of these CDs, and they were sold all over wow. Lithuanian shopping centers. And, you know, I, I, I brought actual cash to home and, you know, this uh, 16, 16 years old, uh, uh, kid is bringing like a couple thousand, um, we used to have litmus, it was a Lithuanian currency uh -huh. before we, we adopted Euro and my parents and, oh, maybe there's actually some business with this, uh, you know, computer stuff and so on. That, that was even before I, yeah, yeah. And, you know, all, at first you're, you're, so. they were like, look, and he's on, on the computer and playing video games all day. But once you brought the cash home, that kind of changed their opinion of what you were doing. <laughs> That's very, very cool. Exactly. And yeah. when did you know that you wanted to create Tableware? Oh, that was actually another organic thing that it, it, it just naturally happened. So I've spent over 10 years working as a user experience designer, you know, designing all the software products, games, and so on. And uh, naturally I was sitting at the computer all day, you know, just right back like this. And it, it, my neck started hurting and I said, look, you know, I, I need to find a way how, how to solve this. Right. And I came up to, I came across standing this and I thought, okay, I need to get one, but they really couldn't find anything that I really, really liked from design and from technology perspective. So I, I assembled the team and we built them uh, first prototype and uh, the feedback we got was overwhelming. We got uh, coverage by New York Times, Wired Magazine, and uh, we attracted some investments. And here we are now, eight years uh, in the making. So we, we're sort of like we call ourselves uh, a scale up more, but and you know, there's a, a long road ahead. But yeah, initially we started as a smart sit snap okay. desk. And what do, you, what do you customers, most customers get really, really excited about your product? Like what is that one feature that they, they have to have? They... Yeah, it's, it's freedom for the employees. You know, right now there's a lot of conversations happening around hybrid work. And how do you schedule appointments at the office? When, you know, when are you going back to the office? Are you working from home? You know, will you need a meeting room? So with our solution, our customers can say when they're working from home, when they're working from the office, they can find when their colleagues are coming in. So they could, you know, plan and have that flexibility and ownership on when and where they're most productive. So that's uh, something that we see uh, people will get really excited because they're empowered to make that choice themselves rather than some manager telling, you know, you have to come Thursday, Friday, sit there and here. Like we give them that freedom. What are some uh, resources that have been helpful to you and your team in bringing Tableware to the market? Well, it's definitely 
um, wonderful team that we have and our shareholders that bring a lot of know-how, a lot of experience from the market, how best ship products, services, how to best position yourself from marketing perspective, right? Because uh, one guy, you know, you would never do it. You need to get the help from the outside. Of course, it's very important to be able to choose which, which, which help is actually helping you and guiding you to the right direction. So I think, you know, from all the close assistance we had, you know, podcasts like these are also a wonderful tool for people, for entrepreneurs, for anyone who want to improve, hear the stories of other people, what were their journey. And, you know, you always pick something up out of those, out of those stories where you can, you know, oh, maybe I'm at the same position right now. And I like what this guy or girl did. And uh, so absolutely, you know, the online community, podcasts, uh, bloggers, you know, I could mention some names, but you know, I probably wouldn't say anything new like Gary V and all those crazy guys out there hustling uh, every day. Yeah, but there's a conference here in Bucharest. So you see his, you see his picture in a lot of different billboards right now when you're out driving. What's your trajectory in terms of revenue for this year for, for the company? Well, you know, we always hope to increase it as much as possible. This year, we already submitted, so we were growing about 100%, which is nice. And we'll see how next year will look. But in terms of actual cash value, you know, we're not uh, doing uh, like millions. So we are in the range of hundreds of thousands of euros. So there's still a lot of room to grow, but it's been a, a pretty successful year. And if the trend continues, you know, we, we are Fantastic. the number of customers. So we, we, we don't disclose the number of customers we have, but I can tell that during the uh, monthly booking period, we book like our uh, end users book over 1 million hours of oh, our system. Wow. Okay. And is there any question that you wish I had asked you? Maybe. Why do I have like a space? I was just about to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like oh, really? Saturn, <laughs> like a blue version of Saturn. Are you, you, <laughs> are you a sci-fi yeah, fan or? Actually, I have, yeah, I love uh, sci-fi. I just recently finished this, uh, actually the first Chinese author that I read. It's uh, Six in You, Three Body Problem. Highly, highly recommended. I think they even won the Hugo Awards, which is uh, Oscars for sci-fi books. And obviously Dune, uh, well, what the wonderful movie. Yeah, I uh, heard Dune just really came out. Wonderful. So far, the reviews have been pretty good. Is that is that something that interests you, Dune? The movie Dune? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 awesome. I've watched it and really, really I haven't seen it. Have seen it? I, I think it just hit theaters, so maybe I'm going to try to check it out in the next week or two. Yeah. Good, good, good. Highly recommend. Well, hey, Lucas, thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody listening, this is Lucas Luco from Table Here. And until next week, Lucas, how do you say goodbye in Lithuanian? Ata? You just say ata. 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 All right. Ata. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks.